All right, good people. It is another lovely Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast getting ready to get started tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about our thoughts and reactions coming out of Backlash and, 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 and what we think about celebrities being in pro wrestling. We're also going to talk about the rumors uh, in terms of this deal with AEW, TV deal, new show, Punk returning his opponent. All rumors with AEW. We're going to try to cover that. Um, and we're also going to talk about Cody Rose and his storyline. And as he looks to finish the story, uh, the first stop was through Brock Lesnar and our thoughts about that going forward. Anyway, we got that and some more stuff. So we're going to get into tonight's show, folks, right now. What's good, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. I'm not Jerry. We got Jamal and Marcellus here tonight. Uh, get ready to jump into this week's topics. Uh, catch up with us on all your social medias at Big Go Belt and at our website at BigGoBelt.com. Um, and we're definitely going to start uh, start the show coming in hot, and we're going to cover this big, I guess now for a couple of weeks, but really picked up some steam. Uh, within the last few days, and Tony Khan and his uh, once again hinting at a monumental announcement. This has started to become a, a regular thing now uh, of some news he got next week. But everybody's already speculating. Reporters, journalists, and all those other folks are all uh, looking to uh, put out their thoughts and or their scoops about what this is going to be. But nonetheless, it is rumored that a TV deal is uh or has been done or completed or is the girl it, or there is about to be a tv deal completed uh with uh aw and warner brothers discovery uh which this will ultimately result in a new show this is also i mean numbers are being around also numbers are not being thrown around there's a lot going on with this rumors um and, and we're going to uh, hand, throw it over to jamal real quick um as y'all know jamal is our our our, our aw Corresponded all things AW, you know, Jamal got us here. Um, but we all been talking, we've all been talking about it, and we've all been aware of this rumor. But uh Jamal, uh, fill us in, man. What 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 is what are the folks talking about? What are you hearing, sir? So the rumors are you can take it worth a grain of salt, is that uh <laughs> AEW uh and Warner the Warners have reached a deal uh before their new contract, and it's supposed to be a literal billion dollar deal uh over the next five years, and that's interesting uh to me but you know who knows what the exact numbers are um and and obviously what aw how they factor into the ecosystem um warner brothers discovery uh it's no secret that they are several billion dollars in the hole 
but they are trying to move in a different direction with more live sports. And we've seen that with added baseball, hockey and basketball coverage, uh, bringing AEW into the fold and the surprise that they continuously uh, bring to the table. But yeah, a billion dollars over five years for for AEW to maintain in the uh, TNT TBS ecosystem, which of course leads to more products, including uh, the heavily rumored show that's going to be coming up uh, soon that should be announced next week. Uh, that's AEW Collision. Again, not entirely sure exactly what that's going to be, um, but it's going to be their Saturday show. You know, no word on when that's going to air, when that's going to start, but it is um, it, it is a thing uh, that's you know very interested that they are coming up with another show. In the meantime, they also they cut you know two shows and they still find time for Ring of Honor. So it'll be interesting to see how long the show is going to be and where it will fit into the AEW taping schedule between Rampage and and Dynamite being one event and then Ring of Honor being a separate event and then whatever this next show is, Collision possibly being another event. Uh, one other rumor that I'm hearing that is of interest is that um, well AEW is coming back to Boston. Tickets go on sale Friday for AEW in Boston at the TD Garden. Now, they've been to Boston a few times, but they usually have used the uh, Agonis Arena for on, on the campus of Boston University. Not a bad place, but, you know, it's a college gym. Uh, they've gone up to Lowell for uh, your Ring of Honor tapings and, and things. But this is the first time that they're going to the Garden. And there's a free agent who's from Boston, calls Boston her home. That would be an interesting development if she were brought into the TD Garden to debut for AEW in Boston. Uh, you know, and we've seen AEW do this before. They did it in Chicago for CM Punk. They've had um, it's always you know, the Young Bucks Homecoming show um, in uh, Los Angeles, yeah, and that was a big deal for them at the Kia Forum. Yeah, um, I mean, it goes back and, to even Brody as well, too. You know. Uh, would that yeah, they did a special playing. show for they they would have done a special show for him in Rochester, but they yeah. wound up doing a different special show for him in Rochester. Pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, other things you know factored into this show being special, but but yeah, pandemic numbers notwithstanding, uh, you know, Jericho and, and Kenny were both featured in Winnipeg, so they're not afraid to let the hometown know that who their <laughs> heroes are. Yeah, yeah. But I think it is not surprising. But it is unprecedented that they're running the uh, TD Garden in Boston this July, especially uh, as we move past the Forbidden Door, uh, fresh on the minds of people moving into Boston. I'm not saying nothing, but I'm hearing things. Yeah. So that that's you know the rumor reel is 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 you know swirling, but of course, take it all worth a pinch of salt. We won't know until we know, and even they don't trust it. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm just going to quickly say, and I'm going to stand on this mountain and, and, and tell there's reasons not to. Um, until, and, and honestly, I don't I don't foresee Warner Brothers Discovery working through uh, sort of like the booking and programming of AEW to announce such a thing. If a thing is a thing, then a thing's going to come out how things typically come out when it comes down to these major networks. It's going to be a press release or it's going to break from a major outlet. You know, the varieties and or, or vanity affairs, whatever respective genre may be, you know, they're going to get a hold of it and you're going to hear. 
I don't foresee them in a mega deal and the numbers that they're throwing around to say like, hey, let's wait till next Wednesday about nine o'clock and then we're going to trigger that that news. Like, no, this is a big thing. And as Jamal said, and as all of us know, Warner Brothers Discovery ain't quite hanging on under a money tree right now. They have some issues, you know, and this is why we've seen, which again, I consider their cash cow in D.C., take the numerous hits that is had. they had a whole movie that was supposed to come out and they said no we can't which is huh um and and what common sense says oh we'll just put it on the app nope scrap it all task right off here um and they still are very much in the red that's very much clear they just had uh, um uh what do you, i'm about to call it a funding call uh what do you call it uh, 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 uh earnings call earnings call thank you um, and yeah, I, I've I've heard in, uh, uh, folks talking about you know Warner Brothers Discovery CEO hinting at things to come with AEW. Obviously, interest in the library. Uh, obviously, moving premiere stuff to Max, but Max have already hinted at the things that they're getting ready to drop on that, which is some of their bigger shows. You know, the Sex in the City, um, the Sex in the City spinoff, uh, and, and 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 other shows of that sort. I mean, obviously. When you talk about Warner Brothers Discovery, the biggest thing is Game of Thrones and, and House of Dragons. So, you know, they got their big things hinted. But, yeah, to move to live sports is absolutely the name of the game, which Peacock figured this out very much early. Uh, and even uh, CBS All Access, which is now Paramount, Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. had also really gotten to it. So it, it, it's only a matter of time before they go live with something. And would that first live thing be AEW? It makes sense. To, to to try to stress the system in that source, but it also doesn't seem like their premier debut thing to do so. Where we see Netflix do it with Chris Rock, who is one of the biggest comedians in the world right now. You know, him and Chappelle are are one and two, A and B, whatever your your cup of tea is. So it's a it's a big deal. Then the next time they came out with the live show, it happens to be oh, we'll do that reality show. We'll we'll try it with that, which obviously everybody on the online, if you was watching, um. Love is blind, and you all, you know that that didn't go well, you know. So to me, I'm thinking like in terms of, and again, I'm dancing around with all the rumors here. One, the big deal, and the money of the big deal, and them announcing the big deal. I do not see this being planned as a as as a segment in AEW Dynamite next week. It would come out as a well, press release and so on. Well, I mean, let me, the let me day, add this to, to the to the bit uh, a little bit and say that Wednesday, according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, Wednesday, May seventeenth is Warner Brothers uh, Discoveries up front. And that's their big, uh, you know, showcase for for the year, basically. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're going to do their thing at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and of course, this coincides with Tony Khan saying that we have a big announcement on TNT. He specifically said on TNT. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of people took to the internet to correct him. And, and he said, no, I said what I said. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned, bitches. So patience is a virtue. It is. So, you know, I think that there are some things that are, you know, sleeves rolled up, you know, some sleight of hand going on. But, yeah, the rumors are coming out about, you know, their new deal. Uh, The rumors are heavily swirling around their new show, what a roster split could look like. You know, who's going to be on there? Will this show feature Steven Punk? How heavily will it feature, feature him? Is all access coming back for you know a second season? Will any of this be featured on there? As we will, will season two just be the return of Punk all over again? Um, you know, which 
realistically should be. But uh, and then, of course, yes. with it, with the Warner Brothers um, up front, you know, as the rumors are that HBO Max will now just become Max. Um, and yep. that's going to be May a 23rd. thing. That's, yeah, that's going to be a thing that's going to happen this year. Um, so and then, of course, that's it, it's it's an interesting time to you know be put into the ecosystem, which didn't really feature AEW in last year's upfronts. Not all, um, and 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 then Tony Khan was very much there. You know, we we saw pictures of him in attendance, him with uh the top CEOs and whatnot. Uh, they had their little happy hour after they had their presentation, but nothing came out of it. I'm thinking last year because I I believe when that happened, me and you were coming back from Revolution. We were talking about this, and I I guess the biggest thing was like we know that he bought Ring of Honor, and and probably him as a businessman bought it and thinking like I bought this, I'm about to flip this. This is a catalog. That can not only leverage uh, alongside the AEW's catalog, but this should somehow land me into a mega deal with this network here. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing a lot. I can create a lot. I'm not taking anything away from AEW. They absolutely have the keys to the ride to do some magical thing. And if Jamal is right, I'm going to get to you next, Sally. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. Jamal is right, then again, that, that news is coming out in the middle of that day. <laughs> and then we could talk about the stuff Wednesday night, which we'll be back. On Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, folks, and all your social media is here. We will definitely talk about it then. But I just think that, like, what annoys me, and, like, whether we have to or not, in terms of preparing for a show, putting out a show for you all each and every week, our ears are somewhat always open for rumors. Not that I want to dance in it. Not that you want to contribute in it and, and to any extent. But the fact that some people live in this ecosystem that only exists in wrestling it's literally all my argument is that this ain't a wrestling thing here. This mm-hmm. is literally a a, a, a a major network business move that they hold the keys to this, not Tony Khan. <laughs> and if Tony Khan, if he's the richest person in the room, then so be it, but I guarantee you that he's working for somebody when it comes to that network. And they're going to make sure that they know who that, who that is. He's not going to control or run a narrative of what this news is going to be before Warner Brothers Discovery makes that news happen. Yep. And matter of fact, and if we know how this goes, because Netflix just, I think it was Netflix that just dropped their summer announcement slate. Was that Netflix today, I think? Oh, yesterday was Netflix, which means that big announcements in terms of new programming, new da 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 da, is already set up in a video montage that is ready to drop, which means that. That announcement is happening way before Dynamite happens. It's going to drop then. Then Tony Khan could come and make his announcement, which isn't really a big announcement at that point, which is why I'm still like, huh? Or do we just sit back and expect what we always get from Tony Khan? Overselling, under-delivering when it comes to these announcements. But again, I'm not taking away nothing away from the from the, the content they put out, um, from uh, how desirable they should be. It's just we just live in a world where we know that <laughs> Warner Bros. Discovery do what they want to do. And just if, if you if you just have no clue, just ask Zack Snyder. Just watch all of his interviews. Watch anybody that has anything to do with DC and that whole division, which, again, I confidently say is their cash cow. Let me ask you specifically. Uh-huh. Um, Let's say that AEW is getting more in bed with Warners. Got it. And and they're striking this deal, whatever it may be. And and there's another rumor that I keep hearing that I you know I don't I'll believe it when I see it is that uh, Turner, because of all the sports that they're uh, investing in, are going to come up with their own 24 hour sports channel called Turner Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so you okay. may see more basketball, hockey, baseball, AEW coverage 
yeah, on okay. the Turner Sports Channel. Yeah. Um, but let's say that let's say that all these things happen. As we know that, especially in WWE, how much the network can play a role into the on-screen programming. Do you think that it's a hindrance or to AEW, considering the type of wrestling that they do bring to the table? That may not fly on the network as more eyes get on the product. And as we've seen before, this the 2019 AEW Renegade, you know, roughshod, you know, you know, doing kind of what they want, pushing the envelope, breaking the rules a little bit. Well, now that you have a million plus, two million plus, and so on, now that you have a billion dollars invested into you, two hundred million dollars a year over five years, people want to have want a little bit more control over the product. Do you mm-hmm. think that it could hurt AEW as far as a um, uh, a Creative. creativity standpoint? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I personally don't think so. But let, let's look at it at a, a flip side, and I'm gonna put a different avenue in it. Right now, we're in the middle of a writer strike, right? And if all these apps are smart, they need to give some type of live content on their streaming services where the person or group like AEW can use that to advantage because. You're not sure what content's going to come in, but I got live content coming in. This, if you do this for me, I need to do this for you. Pan, pandemic contingency plan is yes. what you're saying. Yes. This is what WWE was 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 able to do when Absolutely. <laughs> episode seven of an eight episode season somehow just can be completed. There's Correct. A, we have a whole in programming here. Correct. So let's think yeah. about this. So when you think about Google, what did they got? They got the Sunday ticket. When you think about Disney, they got Marvel. And of course, that's more movies, but they have some of their original content on Disney, which you just talked about with Warner Brothers in, in the DC universe. If they bring AEW, that's still a lot of content that they can do that's more of live wrestling, some bigger events, and also some uh, with some realistic TV aspects or, you know, where you have a... Reality um, TV. No, no, Reality TV, excuse me, I can't even get the word out. Some reality TV aspects that you're bringing in content that may just bring eyes of like, hmm, this is interesting. And if I get a chance to watch this on this platform, maybe I will tune into their wrestling because I'm seeing some of the off-screen stuff on the reality TV aspects compared to what they're doing now. And I think if these streamers are smart, they need to bring in some type of live element because what we're going to eventually happen is you're going to buy the streaming aspect like Warner to get what's going to be on Warner Brothers, to get what's on Turner. If Turner decides to do the Turner Sports uh, channel, that may be an avenue that they put in that app. But they're getting a chance to get something that's a live content that can help build it. So I think it could be a win-win situation if it's done correctly. Yeah, I mean, they got they got infrastructure issues, too. I mean, moving to live sports and, like, legitimate live sports in a, plat- in a, in a platform that already has to uh, migrate and ingest all of the two major apps together. Discovery Plus has live TV. Yep. Um, and and Warner uh, HBO Max doesn't. Nope. I um, mean, you have to satisfy both audiences, and then you want to add the third component component of uh, premium live events or pay per views, which I'm hearing because you're not going to put AEW on there and just add it as a catalog and not also integrate the possibilities of this being the destination for pay-per-view and yep. events and jamal chime in with your thoughts on this how, how what's, what's the legality in this if i work a deal with bleacher report or fight mm. for some x amount of many years here for to be your home for you know your live uh, your premium events your pay-per-view events and then Warner media comes in and was like yeah so we're going to be it now because we own this the other lesser companies aren't going to just bow over and say, oh, here you go. So 
anybody in it, and, and we all know how this works. I mean, because you know, Disney and Netflix had the same thing with their Disney uh, with their Marvel shows being on Netflix. You wait till they expire, then there's a, also a, like a dead point between the contract, yep, and yep. then you able to adjust them into your other platform. I, again, these are all things being rumored that like, hey, all all in is going to be on Max, which means that once Max <laughs> launches, they're gonna have live sports, which also gonna have a paywall. And then all of a sudden, the other deals are just non-existent. I, I, for whatever reason, the, the, the timelines cannot be matching up in a way that benefits what the rumors are saying. Well, do, do remember when the AEW had a TV deal in place. And then later on, Turner uh, acquired the rights to hockey. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, AEW went, okay, cool. Good for you. Wait, wait, when is, when is hockey in? Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, you get booted to TBS. And, and they restructured their deal um, to you know, take over for, on TBS. And Rampage remained on TNT. Now, and of course, we said it then. Well, well, wait a minute. March Madness is on TBS. Yep. Uh, you know, wait a minute. You know, they do hockey and baseball playoffs. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> they do baseball on, on TBS too. I think uh, the early divisions of the playoffs. Yep. Yep. So they didn't. They just took money out of the left out of the left pocket and put it in the right pocket. And that's what it seems like. And as we've seen this week, because Rampage comes on at like six thirty on a Saturday. Um, you know, it's more of the same. So yeah. that is uh, that is what it is as far as um, their TV goes. But they did restructure that deal, and they're happy for it. Maybe they're happier because they got more money. Maybe they're happier because they have uh, technically they're in more homes. But either way, it worked out for both parties, and that's the point of the negotiation. Now, as far as what this deal could look like, and if I'm AEW, you know, considering how they've to be honest with you, on all aspects, they've over-delivered. Even yeah. if, even if uh, you, you think of what TNT had, aside from live sports and AEW, they didn't have much to show for it. I mean, what are they going to air, like reruns of Law & Order for 12 hours a day? <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they, may, they may do that. And they may pull up some movies that have already been on HBO. So... The reality of it is, is that AEW has been a constant, consistent boon of a million-ish, three quarters to a million-ish people on a day when they were normally, you know, run like reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond. So it's it's up, and and you know, if it's up, then it's up, and it's up, then it's stuck. That's what I've heard. I've heard it somewhere. I think it's a proverb. I heard it in the street somewhere. But the, but the but the large idea is that because AEW has so over-delivered. This billion-dollar TV deal, to be honest with you, may be underselling them. And mm. I think it also is um, really curious is that AEW brought out Ring of Honor, and TNT doesn't or, or Turner does not want that property at all. It's not that there's not a space for it, but they just don't want it. And then so, whatever this collision show is going to be, um, you know, it, it's it's. It's it's comes down to the fine details of the contract, really. Let, let me let me ask y'all both a question, and whoever answers first, go ahead. I, it's, 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 a, it's a very important thing Jamal just said, but why don't they want Ring of Honor? For all you that's, know, that's that's a good question. That's for all you question. know, it's 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 SmackDown and Raw, just in the AEW universe. AEW, ROH, all under the same thing. How, well, why would you instantly discredit what? potential it could have and like listen 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 i know i know we could talk about the production i know we could talk about 
how things have changed over a while. I know we can say that that's pure wrestling and there's no entertainment aspect to it, but hell, let it be it very clear. Slap. It, that was, well, yeah, I'm dead. Well, uh, there's <laughs> that. <laughs> they, they literally featured Power Slap, yes, gave it the AEW lead in, and said, yo, have at it. Yeah, yeah. And, and of Oops. course, the audience went nah. Uh, but the short answer to your question is, hold on, but let's what, not forget, I... Ring of Honor is not an AEW company. It's a Tony Khan company. No, no doubt, no doubt. But I mean, from an executive, from the executive boards and levels, you say this guy has two shows, two brands, mm-hmm. and he's pitching them. There's no way he's going to pitch ROH and not pitch AEW. There's no way he's going to pitch AEW and not pitch ROH. When you talk about you got content, you say, look what I got. I got bada boom, bada bing. I'm ready to go. But and, here's the thing, though. You own Big Go Belt Media, but you may have a separate show that is solely your own outside of Big Go Belt Media. Coming. Rumors. Well, there, there it is. <laughs> Rumors. Uh, you know, <laughs> but it's Warner Brothers wants to deal with AEW, the entity, as a corporate entity. They don't yes. want to deal with Tony Khan as a person. Yes. But if I, but again, if owning both, and, and, and you're right, that's, 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 I mean, that's what it seems like. That's, that's, that's right now. No, Right, right, right. And they just simply just don't know how to use it. They just don't know how to use it. And that's they put also Rampage on at two in the morning. Yeah, Rampage is the Ring of Honor of AEW. Yeah, man. They don't have Rampage. They leave the selling knee braces. Yeah, that's yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. Is it again like questions like that? Isn't you, you start to imply common sense before you start to imply rumors and theories? You start to say if one person owns two things, and we clearly know that the purchase from Sinclair. It's definitely not to have it in your back pockets, or as I said, it's been kind of used as like a, a as a as a car to strip the parts off of it in order to use for something else. But that doesn't make you money. And as somebody who has a lot of money, who's also been very big on numbers, who's also been, you know, knocking one wall down at the next next milestone after the other, he's definitely trending in the right way. How why would you not use something? And and also like, let's just call it what it is. He rebranded it, built it back up. Why wouldn't you pitch it as well, too? Why would not? Why would that not come to that? Matter of fact, matter of fact, if there was any bit of like egotism to what he did, what he, what he does, or, or what he do, what he's what he's doing, he would have pitched ROH before he would pitch AEW because one is completely his from the ground up. Mm-hmm. The other is like ah, kind of got this for a, for a, a short sale. <laughs> Might as well flip this, you know. <laughs> And I mean, you talk about we talk about uh, uh, real estate. It's kind of what it is. Like you got your house, but you buy another project. You said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that right, and then I'm gonna flip that and get rid of it." But this, this is the joint I've been living. When are you in gonna do it? Time. When are you this gonna is, do it though? And if the if a person doesn't want it, it starts to make you say, "Do they not value wrestling? Do they not know what to do with it?" As you no. said, or was it just not the time? And and well, and, and, and maybe that's going to be answered next week. Who knows? But let me flip, let me flip it like this though, just just to make a, a different comparison. Let's say you have an video games. Let's say if you have a Series X and a PS5, right? Oh, this classic PS1, I can get this for fifty bucks, you know. But am I going to use it? Am I going to play it? So what's the point of buying it if you're not going to use it? So it's it's just the point of knowing the value of what you have and then putting it out for what you need to do. Because you can make money off of it, but sometimes people just buy things just to have it. But it's like, what am I going to do with it? Just using it to collect dust. Well, I know. Listen, I know there's no sneakerheads here, um, and I'm an ex sneakerhead. But I'm gonna tell you right now, that's exactly what this, what the resale market is like nowadays. People say, "Oh, that shoe is a big deal because I think it's a big deal. I'm gonna get yep. it and I'm gonna try to resell it." And they get very humble when it was like, "Can't sell it." Ain't nobody, ain't nobody buying that. Nobody and, and again, it. that could be the thing. But 
I don't know. I I I I will I go to you here, Jamal. I will be I will commend Tony Khan if he initially was not able to get the ROH deal done for it to get on um the network in any sorts. And then he took the time to say, fine, they didn't like it now. They didn't like it then. I'm rebuilding it up and I'm going to bring it back. And at this point now, the Tony Khan era of Ring of Honor is nothing short than another version of AEW. He has talked about it on many press conferences that this is the more of the booking that he's always wanted to do. So the point now that you see people crossing over from both brands, that as much as AEW should be desirable, so should ROH. And ROH has a lengthier, more catalog than that, which should make it more lucrative when you when you consider it on that note, where you talk about somebody wanting to uh, uh, purchase a brand or a catalog or having that content. So... I mean, to be That's fair, buying an ROH is like buying a PS3. <laughs> like, like, like you could buy a PS3 today. It sure. will play on your TV, but it won't be the shiniest thing. It won't be in nope. 4K. The, the control is kind of small by comparison. There's some great games on it, but realistically, I, I could just stream it on my PlayStation 5. Go to games. I'm happy it's here. Thanks, PS3. You know, it, and it's there on the shelf. But, yeah. but realistically, though, I think that AEW, um, you know, the thing with Ring of Honor... Yes, obviously getting it into the ecosystem and getting that on TV means more money. The question that we had and we said initially is, why isn't this an AEW property? Mm -hmm. Tony Khan went out, found some change in his couch and bought Ring of Honor. And then now, some months later, you know, a year later, it seems, uh, you know, that's an individual effort because that's not a part of the AEW you know, ecosystem as far as I know. With that yeah. said... I think that as Ring of Honor as a property, it would be interesting to see, you know, you know what happens to it because he doesn't want to go outside of Turner because if MLW can find it and get a TV deal, <laughs> multiple in like the last few months, <laughs> you know, then surely a Ring of Honor could find a home somewhere on television. Yeah. But aside from that, and the fact that they don't have Ring of Honor but they want Collision, whatever the hell that's going to be, uh, and they also have the reality show. You know, I think it is it is pretty the only thing that I can make sense of it is, is that because of what it is, not an AEW product, it is somebody else's pet project, and they don't want to deal with side hustles. They want to deal with just the one thing they have in or, or or Warner Brothers Discovery has more control over AEW mm. in a in a and I think that's a, part of it too. Gotta be. And I can imagine Tony Khan saying, No, this is my mind. Yeah. <laughs> So, so right. I'm working a deal to give you the catalog and you know rerun as many reruns as you want, but this is mine, mine, and then yep. maybe that is sort of like the message that he's been saying underneath all of this this entire time, where he keeps saying Ring of Honor is more of the booking I always wanted to book this entire time. He talked about when he had, you know, he was a kid and he had his uh, his journal and was writing out matches and stuff. He said, this is what that is. So, and he seems very passionate. I mean, you asked, whoever asked him this question, he gave like a 25 minute answer on that, on that, uh, on that uh, conference call that, <laughs> and maybe that's what it is. And and I, I could imagine like, Hey, I, I get it. AW and the success of AW has to do with Warner Brothers discovery. ROH is mine, solely mine being built, being rebuilt by me, purchased by me. I don't see why I give you a seat at the table to take control of anything besides being the distribution for it only, and and, and, and well, let me maybe that could be it. Let me, let me ask you this then, uh, to the both of you: 
AEW, in order to has, I believe that AEW has hit the ceiling as far as growth and viewership and things like that. Uh, you know, we we don't talk ratings in general, but what we do, it's usually because they've done something unprecedented. So they will bump their heads against the, the million uh, person live viewers uh, ceiling, but really haven't broken through that into SmackDown territory. As AEW becomes bigger, and they have to become bigger because you want to grow the brand still, they have to appeal to more casual fans, which means that they should be a more centrist wrestling product. And that's what Dynamite's going to be. Mm -hmm. Considering how they started, and considering the direction that they need to go to build the brand, do you think that AEW can maintain its identity, or will they fall into the uh, generic wrestling you know, program and become SmackDown 2.0? Got to. Got to. Going to have to play ball. Going to have to play ball. And you got to take risks. You have to, if you don't take risks, then you're just going to fall out and then flatten out. Every, and, I, and I think everything. that's part of it. That's part of the leverage. Leveraging the quote-unquote soul of the company for the growth of the company. You can't have both both ways unless it's a miracle. Everything at some point has been subjected to change. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. And it works. And sometimes it don't. Or you could be uh, a Turner, Tom, uh, uh, Tom Turner. Um, uh, what's it called? Who um, refused to go to DSL and just decided that he thought uh, AOL and the dollar was just going to last forever. And well, you know what happened there. I'll bring that story back. Anyway, we got to hit a commercial. We'll come back with our uh, indie spotlight. Um, and then we're going to talk uh, the other topics I brought up. A uh, AEW, WWE Backlash, um, Cody Rose, and Bad Bunny. We'll be back in a second. Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? then you need to check out Big Gold Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media, with the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow up all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com. All right, folks, we're back for the second half of the show tonight. Uh, and at this point now, we turn over to Jamal to bring us this week's Independent Wrestling Spotlight. Yep, and tonight we go up the road to New York for House of Glory. It's uh, Beware of the Fury. That's uh, next Friday, May 19th. The big match that weekend is Matt Cardona versus Jacob Fatu for the uh, HOG Heavyweight Championship. That's uh, House of Glory. Beware the Fury. You can watch it live on Fight. But if you're in Queens, it's uh, the NYC Arena, 9112, 144th place in Jamaica, New York, right across the street from Jamaica Station. Uh, bring a vest. It's not stabbing season yet, but you know, yeah, you never be, you never be too prepared. But <laughs> it looks like a good huh? show. Um, Miyu Yamashita uh, is versus Ultra Violet is the match that I really want to see. 
Um, and then you have the main event versus Motor City Machine Guns. That's going to be a hell of a match. But the big one is Matt Cardona versus Jacob Fatu. So it's House of Glory, Beware the Fury, next Friday, May 19th, from the NYC Arena, 9112, 144th place in Jamaica, New York, in Queens, right across from the station. And that is how HOGWrestling.net for your tickets, or you can watch it on Fight. And that's the end of the spotlight for this week. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, I was talking about Ted Turner. I was like, Tom Turner, Ted Turner was all talking about, and his inability to uh, uh, adapt with the times. But anywho, uh, y'all can go wiki that if you need be. Um, let's get to the second half of the show. We're just coming off uh, the ends of uh, WWE Backlash, which has been a pay-per-view that I've never really cared about. <laughs> it's never really been a thing. Um, and I guess it's because they've never really booked it as if it should have any significance, but surprisingly, and actually all the stars aligned for this one to be really damn good. And it was, um, I just want to focus on a topic that, uh, Marcellus wanted to bring up in terms of celebrities in WWE. It, and I actually had a conversation. I'm not even going to bring it up, but I actually had a conversation. I'm not going to bring up all the details, but I'm going to just bring up a quick overview of it. I actually had a conversation with somebody that talked about how um, over the years, just with celebrities and in, in, in wrestling and how they were glorified acts. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody had their favorites. And and, and those moments and times where you're talking about uh, Drew Carey or even Pete Rose back in the day. I mean, you had so many different folks involved where they were just, uh, an act or almost an attraction for the point, but as shall I say, athletes have evolved, I guess, uh, uh, celebrities have too yeah. because they're getting involved in the capacity that now you just truly, truly see the passion. And honestly, you got to respect them because 100%. they're putting in the work. I think we could go back to Stephen Amell being one of the one of the recent times, one of the ones where he's like, okay. That guy got something, which, by the way, Hills is coming back on uh, season two. Yep, yeah, coming we'll up. Be checking that out. Um, but then recently in WWE, we have uh, Logan Paul. Yep, hate him or love him. The guy's the guy's special. He comes in, and every match he's been in has been special. Must watch. Um, really doing the work, and, and yeah, he has a colli- uh, collegiate. He has an athletic background. Um, and he's done the, he's done the training. We've seen it. Uh, he's a he's a social media uh, mogul at this at this point. And everything he does is televised. Uh, even him opening up Pokemon cards is all there. Uh, and, and then the biggest one of the biggest uh, um, artists of, of, of this current generation, Bad Bunny. I mean, we talk about artists. You, you say The Weeknd, you say Taylor Swift, you say Bad Bunny. They got to be in your top three, one way or another. Beyonce is in there too, but we, we're talking about just globally stars here. Um, and he comes in, he has a match, WWE Backlash, uh, a co-main event, not a good decision if you ask me. Should have been the main event, but whatever. Um, and he put on the clinic against Damian Priest in sure Puerto did. Rico. Um, and you could just feel the energy from the crowd um, as as they were just... They were drinking everything that this match was pouring. Uh, Puerto Rico was on fire. Bad Bunny was lighting it up. Damian Priest gets a lot of credit as well, too. Um, so, uh, so going into the topic, based on Bad Bunny's performance, and what's Logan Paul's been doing? Should WWE consider adding celebrity roster, a celebrity, shall I say, celebrity division 
within their rosters as a mainstay? How do how does this work? What does this look like? Is it something they should take serious? I'm just going to quickly say um, to your to your topic, sir, is, well, it kind of is already a thing. And let me tell you why, because we talked about this a lot when it comes down to the shift in what WWE was recruiting. When they went away from just signing independent talent and then the NIL program came about, you started to notice that they wanted folks and giving folks an alternative of going to whatever their next level of, of, of sporting would have been Olympics or, uh, or, you know, um, uh, NBA, uh, major leagues, whatever it is, WWE steps up and say, you could come this way, but let's make it very, 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 very clear about the folks that they signed to this NIL program. All of them have platforms, all of them. And we may not know who they are. You know, you got the twins in basketball who I don't know who they are, but mm-hmm. obviously everybody's talking about it. You go look, it's like, God damn, they got a hell of a lot of followers. They're still in college. Like, what's happening here? But understanding that that's part of the brand. That's, start, that's part of the lore to them. That's part of what they want on their rosters. Folks who come with an identity, who comes with a brand, who comes with a following. And then, and then small scale, that's a celebrity. Yep. Because on whatever campus that they're on, everybody knows who they are, and they're just going to attach the WWE tattoo on them and then make them into mega stars. Yes. You get some of the bigger stars like Ronda Rousey. You get, you, you had Kane Velasquez for a, a, a hot second. Um, you, you know, you have um, a, a Daniel Cormier comes in for a little bit, does a little bit of stuff for them uh, who clearly wants to get active, uh, more active in WWE to some extent. Um, and, and then yes, you have the Logan Paul. Then now you have the bad bunny, which means that the scale, there is no scale. <laughs> There's no ceiling to this. You can get bad bunny, you can get anybody, and obviously the rumors are still they want to they, they want to work with The Rock, who's one of the biggest actors in the world here. Uh so yeah, do, are they considering or should they consider this? They're already down this road now. It ain't a, it doesn't need to be a division, it doesn't need to be like a special attraction. It just needs to be when y'all ready to work, we're here, we're gonna set up something, we're gonna make it big time, and we're gonna keep putting on these spectacles of, of shows each and every time. WWE is clearly uh, have this 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 plan going in full effect, and I don't see it slowing down at any point. So I'll, I will add to this. I don't think it should be a celebrity wing per se, but let's think of what just happened. Of course, we had the draft, right? And of course, they didn't get drafted as far as any celebrity. So no Logan Paul, no Bad Bunny got drafted. But if you get signed to WWE from now on, let's say if Logan Paul, like you got a two or three year deal, whatever the case may be, it's not for just no one-off appearance like WrestleMania or you do some of the big four pay-per-views. No, you get signed and you're added to SmackDown or you get signed and you're added to Raw. Because I would love to see a bad bunny because we already seen him in the royal rumble right let's see if he goes into money in the bank and let's say if he competes what if bad bunny ends up with the briefcase with money in the bank so at any time he could cash in to be a world champion or i I hated david arquette but but still david what david arquette did (laughs) we'll say this it set the tone for what Bad Bunny is doing now. And, oh. and what Bad Bunny is doing now, he's taking, all right, yes, I'm a performer. But think about some of the stuff he's been. He's been in Bullet Train. He's been in movies where he's done performance, acting, stunts, and things of that nature. And he's been good at doing it. So even though, yes, he is a music performer, which he's been on the map 
for his music. And you could take that and now not only am I an action star, I could perform in the ring and be a legit wrestler. Why not get him a title opportunity? And not only when you have the title opportunity, you're looking at that match like, oh, is Bad Bunny going to win? Not because you think he's a celebrity, because you think he's a wrestler. And when you have these components, you can add that to the atmosphere, just like Edge is a part-timer on SmackDown. You can make these part-timers on these rosters, but have them compete for certain titles at certain times. There's no benefit, I, to me, there's no benefit uh, legitimately drafting these folks. And also, uh, let's just take a look at Bad Bunny's bank account. 5% of it is WWE. <laughs> the other, let's just say 50% of it has got to be his music, concerts, sales, uh, royalties, and then the other, you know, uh, part it's got to be sponsorships endorsements all that other good stuff it's wwe is just a pick stop um and and granted these folks are are taking it serious so you're not going to say like this is like them checking off a bucket list but i do think like yeah if you want to use them in big events and you want to make it make sense you want to you you want to build a storyline behind it then fine y'all need to put y'all need to put more respect on saudi arabia then because that's what they do they make sure that they 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 open up the checkbook and say who's available Bring them in. <laughs> but let's think about we'll, this we'll way too. It. Think about this way. Sometimes people in life do things for a less amount of money because they're very passionate about it. Tax write offs. <laughs> and, and and I'm pretty sure, like granted, like you said, his bank account is loaded in another way outside of WWE. But it could be something about just like let's take let's take sports for example. When you think about the contract that LeBron and KD lifetime Nike deals, like they don't even have to play basketball, but they play basketball because it's something that they're passionate about. Even though their bank account is much more on their endorsements, but they're playing basketball because it's something they really love and can care about. Yes, it sets the tone for how they make their endorsements. But if you get that money for the endorsements and you do other things outside of basketball where you're not running your body to the ground and retire at age 37, 38, and why not do something you love? This could be something that he loves on this atmosphere in wrestling. I mean, that's what he's doing. You're just asking for him to commit to more dates, more time, and the legitimacy on their roster. And I, He could do I, 10 events a year. 10 events a year and get a, a title opportunity? That's roster, that's roster worthy to me. To me, this is where wrestling fans get to my nerve because you can't make everybody happy because, yeah, you do that, then you say, like, oh, he's part-time. He's part-time. Oh, what let him be Brock? part-time. But it's what Brock is doing. Brock is exactly. a major star. And, exactly. and people doesn't like that. And you get Brock the title, people didn't like that. You think that you want people – you yeah, yeah. Outside of Puerto Rico, you think how many people would be mad that Bad Bunny won a title and it took away the opportunity from – a Chad Gable or Seth Rollins or Cody Rose and whatnot, which we're talking about in a second. Jamal, what do you want to get in here and, and, and add some commentary to this? Uh, long and short of it is this is the thing that WWE has been doing since the mid 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that your Bad Bunny or Logan Paul or Mike Tyson or Cindy Lauper or whoever yes, they want to bring in um, will run for uh, and do a program. And that's that's really what it is. They're bringing these people in for a program, get them into the pay per view. And then, you know, and then they have their moment and they're done until the next program. And that's that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, they're not real wrestlers. They come in for a flashy spot and then and then they get their check and go home. And realistically, it's not about the money. It's not even about the exposure. Uh, you know, I don't think that, you know, Bad Buddy and his marketing team is going, damn, if we can crack that WWE market, we could sell out more shows. And it's like, well. No, you know, he's already whoever he is in music. And to be honest with you, because he's in WWE, I've actually heard of Bad Bunny. I didn't know who the hell he was until people started making a big deal out of him. Mm -hmm. And because of that crossover appeal. So, 
it, that is that is an upside to it. Now, as far as them being you know officially drafted to the roster and all that good stuff, well, the roster doesn't mean anything anyway. I mean, when was the last <laughs> time the roster actually meant something? Uh, you know, they had to make a consolation belt because they because the belts are whack. Um, they have they have the draft every year, but really that's just a, you know playing musical chairs and calling on people from NXT for no reason. It, it's so it would be different if it were like a hard line. This brand is different than that brand. It would be different if it were if Bad Bunny were to debut in NXT and then work his way up to uh, WWE. And that's the difference between Brock because Brock did it. He worked full time and made himself known as a wrestler to the point where he could take. He could at other avenues did open up for him, which is why he went to the NFL, tried it for a little bit, came back. That's why he went and did other things part time, tried it, came back. Same thing with Cena, same thing with The Rock, same thing with Steve Austin. You know, they were there and got to a point where they don't have to work as hard anymore. They can do other things in other other avenues, Batista and, and, and so on. You know, so it's not that bad bunny. I don't think that, you know, like, well, he's disrespected the talent by stealing somebody else's spot. But then on the other hand, how many more eyes are he bringing to the talent so that somebody behind him gets noticed? I mean, no one talks about that. And I literally had no business being on Facebook, even having this conversation with somebody in this group. Whatever, that was your problem. You was on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. My, 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 absolutely my problem there. Or somebody was saying that like, oh, I think Judgment Day booking has solely been about making Rhea Ripley look strong. Everybody out, everybody else, um, they, they didn't, they don't care about everybody else. And I was like, okay. First off, Tom is considered one of the biggest heels in wrestling. And and, and I'll just, and first thing I say was like, everybody doesn't need to win a match to be considered a winner in what they're doing in pro wrestling. Somebody has to lose. That's just what it is. Rhea is young. You build her as a champion. Thumbs up. Good. She's going to have a long career. Dom comes in, biggest heel in all of pro wrestling, arguably. But yeah, anytime and anything he does, you're paying attention to, also working for him. Damian Priest has got to have a match in his hometown against one of the biggest stars in the entire world that every major outlet, not in wrestling, every major outlet is going to talk about that the ESPNs is going to clip, that a friendship that he may have built, you know, also having to work that match for him to make sure that they can get their spots together. I mean, these are timeless things that he'll never forget, and he still looks good going for. And then you get Finn Balor, who's later in his career, but still relevant, a WrestleMania match, because that's not guaranteed, because there's plenty of folks we could have said, I wish they would have got a slot, got to work one against Edge, a legend, which could have been a bucket list fan. Everything in 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 uh, I'm about to call him damage control in um, <laughs> Judgment Day is working, and it is just it's it's mind boggling to me how wrestling fans pick and choose when they want to decide when wins and losses matter. And to me, <laughs> it's just flat out laughable to sit back and and not realize that. Damian Priest being in this position. I mean, we're going back to punishment Martinez days to come from then to be where he's at now and to be a household name and getting these major spots is a load of confidence that is a win, an absolute win. And I I hope everybody recognizes that. Working against Bad Bunny, hell, anybody would have loved to get that opportunity. Yeah, just because he's not 
uh, a champion doesn't mean that Damian Priest isn't doing the best work of his career from right now. Oh, I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's the thing. And, and, that's, and I think that people also conflate the um, the word jobber with somebody that is, uh, you know, a loser that's never going to go anywhere. When the real when the real uh, realization is the jobber is just the person that love that loses. Mm-hmm. He is in there to do the job to make the other and his job good. is to make the other person look good. Yep. Yeah. And and the and the long and short of it is is that if Damian Priest injures Bad Bunny, if he doesn't protect him on a spot, yeah. if some if he you know if Bad Bunny does a thing and now he has a broken foot and he can't perform for six months, and and you know we've seen that happen. We've, yeah. We saw what happened with um what the dude the uh, uh, Rich Holland, um and Big E, you know yep. that was a freak accident. But no, he didn't protect him. He didn't. All the armchair wrestling coaches want to come out and say that this should have happened differently. So it's a lot. It's a two way street. You know, you need a dance partner. And to be honest with you, to for him, for Damian Priest to be in the position to take a guy that's not, you know, that's not a full time wrestler, that's not really a full time trained wrestler uh, and make him look as good as people say that they are to have arguably a show stealing match is a testament to both of them. Absolutely, because both of them had to do the work. Absolutely. Also, 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 that moment and what we can feel and sense through through the television. Imagine being there. People talk about going to some of these concerts. I know folks that went to a Bad Bunny concert, and when you talk about some of the best concerts that exist and, and the best touring artists, you throw out Bad Bunny, you throw out The Weeknd again, you throw out Taylor Swift, you throw out Beyonce, all these top names, and people talk about how magical those moments are. Now imagine if you went to that concert and you had to sit on stage with them and perform their songs next to them, and you cannot crumble. Otherwise, everybody's gonna point the finger at you like, ha ha ha! Look what you did. That's Damian Priest in the, in the nutshell. As you say, it's a dance partner, which means part of the choreography is he has to know the steps too, and he gets in the biggest moment of his entire career. Don't not even just the match, the moment. His family's there, all of Puerto Rico, brothers and sister, cousins, friends, all are there. And then there's a bad bunny across the ring from you. Who's the biggest star that I had? I jokingly tweeted this and said, listen, y'all better take a look at that crowd because uh, that after part is going to be nuts because there's a lot of folks in that crowd right now that ain't seeing no wrestling right now. Yep. All they see is bad bunny moving yep. around. <laughs> I know people go crazy about people chanting Jericho's uh, song. Oh, they were. Cool all. But hearing them chant Bad Bunny and his music, no comparison. Different vibe, different vibe, different vibe. So, no comparison. You got to give it to Damian Priest, man. It it takes a lot to to, to be in that moment and make it happen, make it work. It didn't crumble. I I just couldn't imagine, man. I just could not imagine. I know we have a lot of other stuff to talk about here. Um, And so, I'm going to try to just crumble, uh, crunch this really quick. Uh, The next thing is. Cody Rose and the finish the story tour, uh, which him getting the win over Brock Lesnar. Uh, so this this question is solely for you, man. And, yep. and if if we will chime in if if necessary, uh, but in theory, oh, yeah, practically, but also thinking forward here, this is stop one. What is your thoughts about the story? Is it stop two actually? Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts about the story? Of uh, uh, the booking of Cody Rhodes' story of finish the story leading down the path of defeating the Beast Incarnate, um, Brock Lesnar, and where does this go? Be honest. 
So I, I think here's here's the thing where you have to be careful because at some point during the story, Cody is going to start losing in the story. But one of the things you want to do is get it to the point where if he's losing too much, you lose the momentum of where his character is going because at some point that common fan is going to think, oh man, he's not ever going to get there. And it's going to be unrealistic thing when he finally does reach that story. Um, Because the thing with Brock Lesnar is very short term. If you do it, do it two matches. Don't go third. Don't go to the fourth. This shouldn't continue to the SummerSlam because this is not a long-term program. But if you do it, you have to understand for those that's writing a story, how long is this story last? Because you already missed your first WrestleMania moment. And I understand why, you know, keep roaming on that a thousand days. But at the second thing, you got SummerSlam coming up. You got money in the bank coming up. Wouldn't are you going to say, okay, this is going to be the end of the story because you can't go all the way to WrestleMania next year. Because to me, I think that's going to be too long. You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. So I, in my personal opinion, if you do Brock Lesnar and if you have them win again in Saudi Arabia, you have to skyrocket him to try to get that Roman match sooner than later. Because once again, if Cody loses at WrestleMania, let him have the belt already when he's there. But once again, you have to be very careful because this could be a make or break time if you finish the story. Now, where they did with Brock Lesnar, how they finished it at Backlash, I wasn't a big fan. I understand you had to give Cody a win, but be very careful how you book this because this may make or break Cody on this story. All right. I, I really don't have anything to say. I'm just going to see um, how this plays out and if WWE is able to keep the momentum that they've had with their two biggest baby faces in Cody Rose and in Sami Zayn, which seems like the momentum may be uh, dissolving a little bit, but it's okay. It's it's, it's, it's WrestleMania, post-WrestleMania is reset, so mm-hmm. you have to take all things into consideration that, yeah, you kind of start from the beginning again. Yep. Uh, which... Very interestingly, uh, that everybody assumed that this was uh, the, the 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 new world heavyweight championship uh, was the Cody Constellation Prize because he, can, you know, he had to stay away from that belt, stay away from that. Belt. And they they did, they did. He's out the he's out the tournament, um, which they handled right. And maybe this was part of the Brock booking to make this make sense in terms of who could they, who was a strong enough co- a, a opponent for Cody to face. Cause you're rebuilding Cody back up yep, essentially yep. that can interfere, keep him away from that title. And obviously uh, give him some programming going forward, because at this rate now, everybody that's in this tournament is probably going to end up chasing this championship post whoever wins it. I um, mean, you know, basically, you know, like a vector of like, Oh, this person versus this person, this person, or this person just going yep. back down the list and whatnot. I will add this, though, as a teaser. I'm not going to go into detail, but I say this. For this World Heavyweight title for this tournament, I think a heel should win it, and I think Seth should chase. But I'm just leaving it at that because I have my prediction of who's going to win. Well, we'll just get into it now because that's the other biggest elephant in the room is what do they do now as a result of this tournament, which we do have Seth representing raw and then you still got six more uh competitors from smackdown edge um ray mysterio uh aj styles bobby lashley uh awesome theory theory and sheamus which yeah i I tell you i'm I'm digging the sheamus win here um but nonetheless uh it got to make sense and uh sort of your thoughts about how you see this playing out or what and and even and even if it ain't just about who wins what needs to come from out of this? Because this tournament feels very much like, I mean, it's a start, it's a start to something, obviously a start to an era, uh, but it, it feels, it feels 
as pivotal as a Royal Rumble in yep. terms of who do you need to be guaranteed a shot at the championship or who needs to win the championship nonetheless. Uh, so, yeah, who, who, wh- how, how do you see this? Who needs to win this or wh- what needs to come from out of this? So, uh, Jamal, do you want to go first? Because I just want to first. Um, yeah, I mean, I can. I, I think that there's the obvious answers. Um, you know, Edge, of course, Cody, of course, Seth, of course, Bobby Lashley, of course. Um, but I want to I want to pick like a fun pick. Um, Nakamura would be interesting. Um, well, that that's how it's already determined. Is what? That's how all the Raw's determined. All the all the Raw's determined. The only per- oh. Steph is the yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So SmackDown is more of the wild, card, wild card in terms yep. of it. And and on that note too, Seth Pent Nakamura. Yes. And uh, who won on the other side? Uh, Balor. Finn Balor. Oh, and Finn Balor, who won that match because Brock got involved. And uh, in, in ended up uh, being, and obviously it should be noted that they kept uh, Cody and Seth Rollins away from each away other from, too, except for that early tease as they were both looking at the belt as they were passing by. But they don't yeah. even touch; they don't need to touch anymore anytime soon. Yeah, rumors that there may be some beef in house, but okay, no, no, no problem. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, with Seth representing Raw, you got from SmackDown, you got Edge, AJ, Rey Mysterio, Bobby. Uh, Austin Theory and Sheamus now. So go go ahead again. Uh, but still, I mean that's the thing. Like you have the obvious uh, thing that you could do. I think Nakamura would have been fun. Um, it would have been a bigger surprise. I think Sheamus would have been a bigger surprise. Um, and obviously, you know, Edge. If you're not going to do it now with Edge, then when? So, <laughs> um, I would say give it to Sheamus. I don't know how long, much longer he's going to be in WWE. Mm. You know, so that's. Like also pretty telling, so it's kind of like a now or never thing with Sheamus too. So, you know, I don't know, Sheamus or Edge. I, I will say this quickly on my side. This has already happened before with Sheamus when he won his first world title. I think you need to reboot that, and the only person that makes sense to me is Austin Theory to win it. He is a former Money in the Bank winner. He did win over John Cena at WrestleMania. Push this guy up and let him be your world champion to reboot Raw, and a lot of faces or building faces could chase him being the heel champion. Give him a little four to five month run. Let people chase after him to see what they can do. And I think him being your top heel uh, person on Raw, because uh, you'll switch him to Raw being that world champion. Maybe he'll do a, a U.S. title uh, run because you got a lot of NXT people that got caught up to be on the SmackDown side. Let's do some type of scramble or match for or a, a ladder match for the U.S. championship where he'll drop that um, and let him be your Raw champion and, and world heavyweight champion. I think he's the only legitimate person that should be able to win it. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think the biggest thing is that um, <laughs> nobody from SmackDown should win it. But I mean, yeah, that means if they do, that means they will have to be traded. And I guess, yep. um, you know, you have to kind of consider what makes sense for somebody to be switched over brands or whatnot. Um, but I I would love to see Seamus. They say it's the workhorse title and Seamus has been putting in work. And I think it's so obvious just to go ahead and give it to to um Seth, I think everybody feels very confident that it will be Seth. But also then I also think that they want, I mean, because obviously this is gonna be at um um at the next pay-per-view when they crown the the, the, the inaugural champion. I, I think that uh you know you want a banger of a match too, and I think you have to also consider that who's gonna be the best match against Seth. And and the other question is too, who 
make Seth not get a match with against for a while since we're talking about two separate brands here. So you're, you're also kind of booking a, a pseudo fantasy match in terms of who would Seth have to face that he may not be able to face in a while. I mean, AJ and Seth looks amazing on paper, but Seth and Edge, I mean, if it doesn't happen now, then it's not going to happen probably ever at this point now uh, or, or won't ever happen ever again. Uh, so could it be Edge? Does Edge with the title look looks right? I don't know. It would be interesting to see. Anywho, I think we're going to wrap it up for the show. Anything else you, you, you genuinely want to add before we roll out tonight? No, I'm, I'm good. No, no, good here too. Then I'll then do it then. Each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast coming to you live, all social medias at www.biggobelt.com. Y'all let us know your thoughts about the show. Let us know your thoughts about the topics that we covered tonight, predictions and so on. Um, and then y'all know what it is. We're back each and every week. Y'all be safe. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And um, yeah, we'll catch y'all back next week. That's all I really need. That bitch-